my God. <laughs> my microphone has been off this entire time. <laughs> Once again, I royally, royally screw up. Well, oh my God. I just realized my, my mic has been off. All right. All right. Okay. Thank you very much. This thing has not been playing this whole time. Well, we're taking your calls live. I think you've been sitting there for five minutes hearing nothing again. You know what? Here's what it is. It's an imbecile trying to do a podcast and an imbecile like me. I cannot get it together. I had no. Thank you. I see Grant just said, boom. Thank you. So you can finally hear me. Did you hear the theme songs? Did you hear the music? Anyway. All right. So we're taking your live calls. You see that little phone icon at the bottom of your screen? <laughs> if you're on your phone, hit it. Then we can yak. And what we're doing is we're taking live uh, calls, even though it's a podcast, and then it will end up, oh, I don't think this one's going to end up <laughs> uh, on Apple and Spotify tomorrow. Okay, so that's what we're going to do. I'm going to cut out this first seven minutes. I have no idea if you could, uh, oh, we've got lots of people waiting um, uh, uh, to, to call in. So uh, good, let's get on with it. You know what? Where this podcast came from is L Magazine. I wrote the uh, ASCII Gene column in L for 27 years. Then I um, accused Donald Trump of rape. Then I got fired. So this is the ASCII Gene column coming alive. It's kind of like the old ASCII Gene TV show. Uh, do any of you remember the old ASCII Gene TV show? I was like live on every day, every day live for an hour. Uh, it ran at four, then it ran again at 11. Oh my God, that show was a hoot. Because no matter how bad my problems were or how bad your problems were, we had people coming on that show every day with problems which were much, 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 much worse. And do you know who my boss was? Roger Ailes. Roger Ailes was my boss. Uh, you know who Roger Ailes is, right? Roger Ailes uh, was the Republican strategist for Nixon, Reagan. He got both Bushes uh, elected, father and son. Uh, he started Fox News. Uh, and Mary Trump's uncle became president because of Roger Ailes. So, oh, yeah, and Russell Crowe uh, played him in the Showtime series, The Loudest Voice in the Room, and uh, Nicole Kidman, Margot Robbie. They played him in Bomb. Uh, they uh, played opposite, uh, who was, who played, uh, John Lithgow in the movie Bo Bombshell. Um, there have been documentaries made about him, so you probably know who Roger Ailes is. He fell from the mountaintop in hideous disgrace when it was revealed that he had been torturing women for years. So he was my boss. And every day I would hear a <laughs> on my dressing room door. And I'd open the door and I'd say, Roger. And my hair would be in curlers and the curlers would be the size of Folger coffee cans. And Roger would lean his head in and he had a big pink flabby bald head. And he'd say, E.G., what's the problem? And then I'd back up a step and Roger would come in the room and I'd say, Roger, we have got a whopper. We have got a woman's best friend stole her husband. So the woman began dating the friend's teenage son. And Roger would say, oh, my God, that's going to be a great show. That's going to be a great show. And then I'd say, Roger, make a muscle. And Roger would smile. And he'd crook his arm in a bodybuilder pose and he'd make a fist and he would commence smiling and squeezing 
and turning redder and redder and redder. And I could tell you Roger Ailes stories for the next, I don't know, 20 podcasts uh, with my mic on, actually. Uh, and I could tell you Les Moonves stories. I can tell you Matt Lauer stories. I can tell you Woody Allen stories. I used to have dinner with Woody, uh, you know. Anyway, back in the day, this is just to say, um, we had great quagmires in the ASCII gene column. And we had brilliant quagmires on the ASCII gene show. And we have great quagmires right now. ASCII gene. ASCII gene. So without further dwaddling, I am going to take next call. I'm going to introduce... Um, I'm going to introduce our first caller, and let's, uh, how do I do this? I says, tech next caller. I'm hitting that, and I'm doing, John, uh, here we go, and make next caller. I had to figure out the tech, I had to figure out the tech here. Um, uh, let's see, Tara, uh, okay. Hello, can you hear me? <laughs> Oh, my God, I can hear you. Did you hear me for the first seven minutes of the show? I didn't. I didn't because your mic was muted. <laughs> but we're, we're, but we're communicating now. It's a fabulous moment, and you have, you have triumphed over technology. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We have to, st- we have to stop. Did, could you hear the music at the top of the show? No. We heard nothing until you were like, has my mic been off this whole time? That's the first thing we heard. <laughs> what was that? Five minutes in or seven minutes? I, in? Uh, roughly, roughly. We were all like, well, well, you know, we'll just, we'll just chill till she shows up. And then there you were magically. Oh my God. Kill me now. No, Bye no, no, no. Oh my God. Oh Lord. Oh my. Okay. So listen, so let's get to know you. Okie dokie. So I'm going to give you uh, the quagmire questionnaire. Okay. Hit me. Okay. Bedroom windows up or down? Down curtains. Make it a cave. Make it dark and silent, please. Okay. Spider in your bed or snake down your pants? Snake down my pants every time. Spiders are... No, I'm a huge arachnophobe. And, you know, you you need to make friends with the snakes. That's that's all I'll say. Is uh, life... A comedy or a tragedy? Oh, life is just uh, is a comedy, which is just tragedy plus time. Oh, right. Okay. That's that yeah, great no, saying. No. Boy, if you can't laugh at yourself, you really you can. If you and if you cannot laugh at life, that is the true tragedy. You have to have a sense of humor to get through it. Well, that is that is true. I'm, I, I, you know, so if you were handed ten million bucks. What's the first thing you do with it? Oh, I'd buy my mother something so nice because I have put her through so much shit in the last 53 years. I would take her. I mean, I guess probably I would, you know, I'd buy her a really beautiful home so that she wouldn't have to worry about anything ever again. You know, I'd buy my mom and my stepdad a house and then also then take my mom to Canyon Ranch. Oh, how nice. Yeah. And this is... and then do and then do philanthropic things with my money. I would I would do all the things Elon Musk won't do. That's what oh, I would this do. Is perfect. This okay. <laughs> That's you, what I would I do. Let's get you your ten million dollars. And now, what do you want your incognito name to be? I, I need an incognito name. No. Uh, do you want to be known as your real name, or do you? Want I'm. To I am really me. This is Tara Dublin. I I I am <laughs> always myself. I, what do I have to hide? Literally nothing. I'm a, I have a blue check mark next to my name on Twitter, Eugene. I couldn't hide this if I wanted to. So let's just put it all out there. That's what I, I say. I love it. I love it, Tara. Yeah. Welcome yeah. to Thank the you. Uh, premiere of, with the mics on. The mics are Ooh. on. I love it. Okay. What is your quagmire, Tara? Boy, you know, I mean, I think compared to a lot of things that are going on in the world, there might be some eye rolling. But I turned 53 yesterday. So I think a lot of uh, women of the Gen X uh, ages, we have um, uh, there. We re- I, I personally have reached a point in my life where I feel stuck professionally. Um, I feel very grateful. I'm writing for a political website called HillReporter.com, and it does pay. 
But um, I feel like I've been put in this political box and I am happy to be a political voice, but I have other content that I want to get out into the world. And I feel basically invisible when trying to push my project that I've written. Uh, it's a rock and roll love story. It's a really, really cool love story. I think now is the time people are feeling kind of nostalgic for the early 2000s, which is when my story is set. And I would love uh, for Hollywood to prove that they're, they say they're looking for original content for women by women, but maybe that's only for women who look like Zendaya. I'm not really sure. But what I do know is that um, when you have a voice in the world uh, that some people don't like and they want to silence you, they want you to stay in the box that they put you in because they don't want you to be anything but that. And so um, I, I can be more than one thing. You know, I'm a mother. I'm a woman. I'm a writer. I, you know, but I'm, I only, I don't just write about politics and, um, I feel professionally stuck because I see other people getting handed book deals, like every single Republican who participated <laughs> in January 6th. And Simon and Schuster is like basically a money laundering firm for the RNC right now. But I'll, that's fine. Do I have to commit some light treason to get a book deal? No, Do, I, no, I don't think I should. But I think this is true of anybody who has reached a certain point in their life professionally where they're like, I feel stuck. I feel like. There, I can't pass this, whatever this hurdle that is in front of me, ah, you know, okay. there's that, like I got to this point, but this point has now, it's less of a hurdle and it feels like a wall that is insurmountable. Okay. So is I, there's the quagmire. Like, I feel like, you know, I've got the handle on being single. I've gotten through the menopause. That's fine. I've got oh, my, what? my cats. I'm good. Whoa. But you know, okay. in politics is this whole other thing, but there's this part of my life that's incredibly important to me. And I would love to be able to see the fruits of my labor actually bear this fruit. Is, this, uh, Tara, you've come to the right place because we have uh, the thing about Ask Eugene is it's an army of brilliant people. I know this. Who, uh, you know, who uh, can solve problems. So, first of all, happy birthday, woman. Thank this you. I, and and Thank Stop. you. I apologize for my voice being hoarse, but no, we went I out last you. night. We were singing. Nope. So no, was... I saw your, I saw the YouTube. Tara, you, you were destroying last night on the stage. Thank, thank you. I'm going to push you in a, uh, uh, a direction that you're going to find unexpected. Now, Ooh. I had no idea that you had written a screenplay. You had written a screenplay, right? It's a book. I have a book now, but it could be a screenplay very, very okay. easily. All right. Uh, Tara, I'm going to push you in another direction. Cool. Um, um, first of all, being a mom has a million constraints, right? Just a million constraints and a million opportunities. And uh, did you use any of that in the book? Uh, no. Well, no, my book is basically it's if people go to my, my Twitter, they can read the, the link. I met Dave Grohl in 2001 when he called me out from the stage of a oh, Foo right. Fighter show. Oh, right. I saw that. Okay, so what's and your so book about? My book is a fictionalized version. It begins sort of like that, but in the book, the woman doesn't have a child to go home to. So it answers the quest, that eternal question that sort of sat in the back of my mind. What if I could have gone home with Dave Grohl that night? Okay. What would have okay. happened? Okay, okay. So that's brilliant. Elevator pitch here is... Almost Famous meets The Way We Were, okay. set in the early 2000s. Uh, you know, that is good. What okay. happens if, you know, you are handed this life that you thought you wanted, but it turns out it's not really authentic to you? And it's like, it's very much the woman's story unless the rock. So what know. have you done to get it out there? What have you done? Oh, I have sent it to agents and I have done while they were still doing pit mad on Twitter. I've been pitching it. I wrote it during the pandemic. Right. Um, at the same time, Dave Grohl released his book. It was very like, and he was so ubiquitous during the pandemic that every time he did something, I'm like, Hey, I also have a great story about Dave Grohl right here, oh. but like it didn't click. And then when Taylor Hawkins died last month, I felt like I, it's something I should back off of. I didn't want anyone thinking I was trying to I wonder, capitalize I that wonder, on that. I wonder. I wonder. Okay. Dave Grohl has released his book. I wonder. Yes. Tara, um, uh, I wonder if you should not, is it 
is it a memoir? Or is it no, a, not at all. It's very heavily fictionalized. It's okay. not him. Do you, do you say Dave Grohl? Never once. It's not okay, about him. Right. I made up a okay. whole fictional band. It's a whole okay. fictional world. Okay. Nobody okay. walks up to anybody and goes, you know, I've always wanted to learn to fly. Right. It's okay. not Foo Fighters-y. It's just, it's a rock and roll love story. Okay. And I, I, it's the best thing I've be ever written. Easy. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. So yeah. here's the thing. It's, you wrote it during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. You, uh, I've read your writing before. You're, you've got a, a ton of style and a Thank really terrible. God, coming from you, oh my goodness! Thank you, yeah, my lifelong Shira. Thank uh, you. Terrifying uh, uh, view of the world. Um, I don't want you to um, just do. I'm going to push. Tara, I want you to start taking whoever you are that I saw last night in that YouTube video. Mm-hmm. I want you to take that uh, that woman and put her on stage and start. I want you to start doing stand up, telling these stories. Okay, I would love to. That uh, you're a natural. Thank uh, you. Well, thank you. you. I, I do. I was on the radio here for five years. Being on stage is very natural for me. Talking on okay, a microphone is very natural. Mm-hmm. That's how you sell your book. Yeah. Okay, here's that's... the plan. Here's the plan. Uh, how how are how is the live mic mic situation in Portland? It's it's decent, and I think it's okay. going to make you know now that we're going to be hopefully coming out of the pandemic, I'll, there'll be more opportunities for more live stand up for sure. Okay. So and story storytelling. Yeah. Story. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're a natural. You first of all, you've got great hair. Thank you. You were wearing something cute. No, you know why I say that? Because um, people, hard work is not enough. Hard work is not enough. Anybody no. can work hard. Anybody. And there are many factors that come into play. In other words, a good haircut and what you're wearing, how you move on stage. Um, is just oddly enough, it's just as important um, as what you're saying. Like, take Hannah Gatsby. Oh, I love uh, her. Love, love okay. that. She never moves in Nanette. She doesn't mm-hmm. move one spot. Then you take Allie Wong. She mm-hmm. paces back and forth. Uh, it's, uh, you know, people work hard and they work eight, ten hours a day on their art. And the thing that's holding them back is, uh, you know, they don't smile or they are, uh, you know, they stand incorrectly or they, every, you know, it's the tiny, tiny little things. You have the talent. You have gotten the book. Now all you have to do is get on stage and get just start to hone this material, this rock and roll life. If you can start to create standups around it, mm-hmm. that is the way to sell your book. Huh, that's really interesting. Well, it would really, really work. I it mean, would, I, I would be delighted to do live readings if I if people were interested, for sure. Not even live readings. Or just stories? Mater- stories, rock and roll stories. Girl, rock and roll stories. Get I have tons. I have tons of real life stories from the radio days and all of the other things. Okay. And there what? is a memoir in me, and I even have a title already. I just have to sit down and write it. So okay. this is this is okay. I'm starting to get very excited because I'm excited too. Way, this is how you sell your book. Woo! You don't sell your book by sitting at home writing a book. You have to actually do things all around. Them. Please, uh, Tara, don't do a podcast. Please, I'm telling no, you, ma'am. I just I just did seven minutes without the mic on. I, you know, I, you said that you were the last one to do a podcast. I did do a podcast a couple of years ago, a political one. I got to interview Nancy Pelosi. So I figure, you know, I've already oh, done wow. that. Yes. Okay. Now I want you on stage woman. I want you on stage. You're very, very, very good. Let's specialize you. you on stage. Start, uh, you know, you could get seven million dollars for your book if you're on stage and become it become a thing. Important. That sounds great. <laughs> Someone wants uh, to give me seven million dollars. That would be delightful. Hey, Let's... seven. Uh, you know, Amy Schumer got seven million dollars for her book. Wow. Uh, wait, she got three million dollars for the first version, which went to Harper Collins, and then she didn't deliver on it because she didn't feel like writing it, and then. They removed it from HarperCollins and sold it to another publisher for $7 million. Jesus. And, well, 
I Mine's all done, by the way. It's all done. So, you know, so no, wait a I, can't, so, I can't, I can't I'm, back. Yeah, I wouldn't Amy Schumer the deal. Like it's, it's, it's a complete thing already. So, well, here's the thing about Amy Schumer. Um, I mentioned she came to mind because we're talking about stand up in Portland. Mm-hmm. She worked her ass off every night on. Stand-up. Yes, she did. Every night. She'd do, I don't know, three sets a night. Now, that's really a four sets a night, five sets a night. And um, that's how you're going to get, not only sell your book, that's how you're going to get some major advance for your book. Oh, my God. This is awesome. I, I well, never considered that. And that's why you are the best advice columnist ever. Oh, I'm so glad my mic is working. Really. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm, so, I'm so happy. Me too. Mic. Mike is working. We have some conflabbers here. Who else has some advice for uh, Tara? Who is, well, they're sitting there looking very beautiful in their pictures. Grant, I see Grant. I see uh, Jenna. Uh, I see, I see a lot of people. Oh, Grant said a nice thing. He said, I'm also the voice of the resistance. Thank oh, you, Grant. Oh, that's, that's nice. nice. Thank you so much. Thank how you. Do, now, how do I, uh, how do I get Grant to come on live here? I don't even oh, know. Oh, you're going to like have- Grant. Is he going to enter the conversation also? Yeah. No. Well, he's sitting there. I don't know how to do it. He's sitting. And I'll make next caller. Everyone. Make make next caller. I just made him the next caller. There we go. Hi, Grant. Oh, Tara's going to have to call back because I can only stay for a minute. Oh, come back, Tara. So I I guess it's one at a time, isn't it? Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Go go right ahead, Grant. Grant, I couldn't get uh, my mic to work. This show sounds so much better since you turned the mic on. Like, seriously. (laughs) What uh, what do you what do you think? Oh, do you have advice for Tara? Oh, what happened? Now I can't hear Grant. Oh, all right, okay. So, oh, Tara, Lisa, hello, hello. Mike's help. Mike's help. All right, Tara. Oh, next next call. If I just oh dear, Tara. Tara? I'm back. I'm back. Oh. Apparently, you hang up on one person when you answer the other person is how this works. I don't you think. Know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for telling me. That's what it looks like on my screen. Uh, if Grant has advice for me, he can always just drop it in my DM like he always drops well, Grant, his, his advice. You know, Grant Or he can always just text voice. me. Grant, Grant is great because sometimes he'll read something I wrote for Hill Reporter and he'll text me. But he won't say, hey, that was a great article. He'd be like, here's a typo I found. Yeah, so, I know. So- <laughs> here's, what, here's what Grant did for me as soon as uh, I, he knew I was having mic problems. So Grant sends me over DM a list of every mic, every earphone, everything I could possibly have. But see, call-in app is so new. I am running this from my iPad, and none of Grant's suggestions – Unfortunately, it worked. So well, I, we're oh, talking now, so that's what matters. So this, um, okay, so I love this whole thing about you getting seven million dollars. Yeah, I love it too. Hey, yeah, you know, okay. Um, so let's go get into detail. Let's okay, get into detail. it's the question of like who and and when you and I had our phone call last week to kind of like pre-chat. Right. I said to you, it's all about finding the right person who is going to say yes because. There, there's a, I've gotten some really fantastic rejections for my book where they say, you're clearly a strong writer. I'm just right. not the right person to nurture your project. Right, right, right. Like that whole thing. So it's, it's, I know I have something really good and I can even like visualize the movie in my head and like people like Rosanna Arquette, when I tweet about it, she's like, I want to see this movie. But yeah. I asked, oh, and remember a I talked, right? And a good star. she would be, there is a part in my, in, in there that would work for her. But, um, the, um, she, I messaged her and I'm like, well, do you know any production companies that are looking for original content? And she's like, no, I don't know anybody who's buying anything. So if anybody out there knows people who are in the industry, who are really genuinely for real looking for women driven content, I have that. So, and a built in audience. Here's the, here's the That's thing, the other thing. Tara, here's the thing. You can't depend on other people. You cannot do it. Oh, that, that's a truth. That, uh, you can con- collaborate with other people. You can reach out on Twitter, and that's super, super smart. Yes. That, that, you, that you're getting to know people who actually star in movies. I mean, the whole Arquette family, uh, they're, they're brilliant. I um, love them so much. You have to depend on your own self. That's it. 
I want to see you on stage. I want to see, uh, I want to see, um, uh, you know, I'm asking you to do something very, very difficult. Uh, you know, going on stage is not easy, but I'm only telling you this because you have, you, you destroyed. On Thank stage. you. It's not difficult You're for not me to get on stage. No, I'm not afraid at all. It's not difficult for me at all. It's actually very comfortable. And when people tell me that they're terrified of public speaking, I'm like, really? Because yeah, it's just you know, always... You're born to do this. You're it's always to come naturally to me. Thank you. And that's why I did so well in radio because it was very comfortable. And the biggest compliment that I got when I was on the radio here in Portland was, you sound so happy that you make my day better. That's why people listen. And I took that, oh, very, well, that, that responsibility see, was very serious. No, to me. You do, you're doing the very thing I would advise you to do. Do not be afraid to toot your own horn. Well, that, I'm just telling you, like, I know what I have. Again. Okay. Now, let me, uh, uh, we have to take a uh, commercial break here, if you don't mind. We I don't have, mind. Pay here your we bills. Go. If you uh, just, here we go. Gentlemen, Eugene here, before we, before we go on with Tara, may I have a word? I know you're real men. I know you're real men with real balls. And yet, I know sometimes you feel so tired running the world, you get a little anxious about your testicles, right? Uh, you know what I'm talking about, Tara. No. What, what? I don't know what these are that you're talking about. I, well, I'm single and went through menopause. Was, what? Okay, listen. Mr. Tucker Carlson has yeah. suggested that gentlemen heat those babies up. No, thank you, please. Was something called ball tanning. <laughs> now I like I like Tucker's. Uh, this is a very good commercial. Listen to this. I like Tucker's idea. Tucker paid big money for this for this commercial. Um, ball tanning. I like it. I like the idea. I do. I like. So, gentlemen. Here's what I'm going to do. I have six bows and six quivers full of rubber-tipped arrows here in the beautiful Ask Eugene podcast cabin. And I suggest that the gentlemen, I guess we all get together. I, here's what I suggest. We all meet one late afternoon in the woods and that six beautiful females with the six bows chase you through the woods. They knock you out with the rubber tipped arrows and then they tan your hide, including your balls. And the ASCII gene ball tanning service is priced right. It's only $89.99 for one ball. And $139.99 for both, right? And if you act now, I will throw in the biography of Tucker's father. You ready for this? Tucker's father was adopted at the age of two by the Carlson family. And guess what the Carlson family did? The Carlson family owned the biggest tannery in America. <laughs> I know, I'm telling you. Oh, ask you G. Ask you G. I'm telling you, we're doing it here at Ask You G. Wow. That's it. That, that, wow. That oh, oh, yeah. I, I You know, this is, uh, uh, Tara, we're going to keep you on the phone. Let's see if anybody else has uh, some advice for you. Lisa. Now, I have to just make next caller. Okay, I'm making Lisa next caller. I'm taking... Lisa, hello. Lisa, hello. Hello. Lisa, hello. Oh, oh my, my God, God Lisa Burbach. Really wait a minute. Lisa, I know you. You're Lisa Burbach. You're simply my best friend. That's all. <laughs> That's all. That's who you are. You're my best friend. What I am. You you're the you're my you're my you're my bride i'm your bridesmaid well but wait you're the one who's getting married in june yeah lisa uh, bernbach everybody she is the author of the preppy handbook which has sold something like 55 million copies she's the author of true prep she is my best friend 
and she is getting married in June. Lisa, do you have advice for Tara? I want to say two things. One is, Tara, you have a fantastic speaking voice. Number two, I know that you and I are linked on social media. I didn't know you knew Eugene. And I'm delighted to make your actual acquaintance. (laughs) This is great. We can't have conversations because once I unmute you, Tara goes. She's muted. So let's assume she's nodding sagely. Yes, yes. And, and I guess the the question is about her book. Yes. The book that she wants to publish. Yes. Okay. The only advice I have, because... What are you cover- eating? What are you eating? <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm eating chocolate vodka that I bought at Bread Bakery today. And Ooh. it's so good, I cannot stop. What is chocolate babka? It's, you know, one of those ethnic pastry things that the Jewish people <laughs> like. Wait, wait a minute. Wait, wait. What is it? A, bo- a, a paste? A, what? Is it a round? Is it, what does it look like? It's a loaf. I did not grow <laughs> up with this kind of food because my father a was loaf. German. A loaf. Not Eastern European, but it's kind of a dry pound cake through which there are rivers of chocolate. Oh, And it's actually incredibly good. Do you put mayonnaise on it? You would. I wouldn't. Most human beings would not even think about it. I would be putting mayonnaise all over that. That sounds, is it like uh, with, uh, is it like cake? It's cake. It's a kind of pound cake, kind of a coffee cake, kind of a coffee cake. Okay. I think that almost any person who see you putting mayo on it would um, call the (laughs) medic. Wait a minute. We have callers calling in who know what you're talking about. They are, they're, 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 yeah, they're chatting and saying, we know what this is. Yeah, people know what babka is. I came late to babka. Of course, if you live in my neighborhood near Zabar's in New York, you think, well, that must be the babka, right. the 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 palace, the 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 whatever, the palace of babka. But I would say this other place that I discovered called Bread's Bakery. I oh. would say it's superior to Zabar's. Bobka. Really? But I am not okay. a Bobcologist. I am not a Bobcologist. Well, uh, you know, As you, you, but know. you know all, uh, Lisa, you've had, when I said you had, a, you know, there, uh, uh, Stephen Colbert, when he had you on your show, said he did not get dressed without reading your books when you came on with True Prep. And right. you were really, at the time, the fashion arbiter and still are the fashion of all things prep and you became an expert in uh universities what college to go to what Mm -hmm. to pack to go to college what books to read and Mm -hmm. so you're very good at making a bestseller and so your advice to tara is so i have just very simple advice which is um tara give them is there a manuscript yet there is yes 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 she's finished it she's finished it okay give it to literate friends of yours tell give them permission to be honest with their feedback that's important if they think they're going to hurt your feelings right they won't tell you what they really think no no at least have you ever told anybody what i never tell my friends what i really really think well, except, except well, you, except you. If you send me, if you send me eighteen hundred words, I'll tell you. Oh no, this this doesn't work. Change no, you this told time. me. You've been totally helpful. Yeah. Me. No. And, no. And right. No, I do think there. Of course, there are many ways to do it, but I think th- that's what Tara needs to do pronto. And then I would go to the website of the Society for Authors Representatives. Oh, very good. Very good. Yes, they are. 
those are credible and creditable book agents. And I would then um, look up who, who represents the authors she would like to aspire to ah, or good. be compared right. to. Good advice. And, and then uh, send a letter and a sample to those agents. Uh, Lisa, how, how did you get your agent? How did you get your agent? Uh, when you were nobody. When you were nobody. I, well... When I, uh, for the preppy handbook, the agent I used was, uh, was a friend of the publisher. So I did not, I could have negotiated the same exact deal, but I was a kid. I didn't know that she didn't, she didn't do such a great job on my behalf, but look, she got the deal done. Right. Um, there was and actually a, Workman was a very good publisher for that. Cause they really got behind it. And, you know, it was in the bookstores immediately. And, you know, they did a bit. It was a great cover. It you was know. a great cover. Yeah. And, it, and it, it was a great price and it was fun. And it was Can fun. I ask you, cause, because you were on CBS News, you did became a special correspondent. You were all over the television. Do you agree with my advice about getting Tara up and say she's very good live? She's very yeah. good. There's no, yes, you never know who's going to be in the audience who has some exactly. cloud in publishing. The one thing I would say, and it's, and it sounds very um, uh, simple minded, but self-publishing, I don't believe in. I know it can be great. And for certain books, it can, it can move the dial, but it's very hard to sell those books and it's if if the goal of selling a book is to make a little bit of money i think i think self publishing is not the way to go uh unfortunately i agree uh, but i, I think agree. i should i should go i think i've taken up enough of your time no, there you 27 are, other live bodies waiting was, to... uh, lisa you needless to say <laughs> did you hear the top of the show no i couldn't get on i well, i did 7 and <laughs> Wait a minute, listen to this. I did seven and a half minutes without a microphone on. Oh my gosh. <laughs> How did that go? Well, it was the most entertaining seven minutes because I you couldn't hear anything. It's that Oh it's wow. That, well, there you go. but that you know, there we you know, I I don't know. Do we put this on Apple and and uh Spotify? I'm not sure. Well, now that you're here, well, it's a, it's like a soft open, you know. Yeah. By exactly. next week, by next week, you'll have the technology part down. Well, I don't. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm. Not, where do you have to go now? Where are you going? I am not going anywhere. Oh, okay. Well, you're. I'd well, like to say I'm very busy, but I'm not so busy. I think I'm going into another room to watch an episode of Barry. Oh, all right. All right. All right. Now, Lisa, this is great. You're pretty soon. You're going to be walking down the aisle with the best man in New York and you're going to, and it's going to be an incredible wedding. It's going to be un. It's going to be great. And you just, you helped Tara so much. I can, I can, I, I can feel that through the, you really did it through the subatomic particles between my head and this phone you know what we're getting messages about from people from jenna and from Cass saying you know jenna says she almost gave up so this is valuable advice this is valuable advice the thing is keep on it well Never. yes the, the and also and this is you know very very common advice uh, about any endeavor you have to love doing it <clears throat> oh, uh, you have yeah. to love doing it. If you're, yeah. yeah, if you enjoy the process, then you know it's. I don't know. It, it's it's gravy if you can make money from it. But if you are advancing in other ways than financial and still enjoying the process and and can I ask you something? Yes. Did anyone give you permission? 
to do what? Write your books. Anybody give you permission? Did you wait around and wait for permission? No. Did you collaborate? Yes. See? Collaborate. Doesn't it work? Collaboration works, right? Oh, it's the best. Did you especially if yeah. you're doing humor, which I guess Tara is doing, you need um you need an audience, even if it's someone reading pages in a different room. You need to know if it works. Uh did you show up every day at the same time in the same place? Uh yeah. And and why did you do that? I have a I have a suspicion. Alicia, I'll give you my suspicion. Okay, tell. I think the muse, the muse needs to know where you are at a specific time and a specific place. I don't think the muse can show up unless she knows where you are. Well, that's a very good theory, and that is nice and sort of sepulchral. I like it. Whenever I hear the word muse now, I think of this meme that's going around of an actress called Julia Fox, who's now more famous for dating Kanye West. Right, right. She's she's got great eye makeup, too. Great eye makeup. Well, so she's the one who said, I was Josh Softy's muse on Anka Charms. (laughs) And I don't do that very well, but a lot of people online uh, do impressions. And I bet a lot of people listening to your podcast right now do the Anka Charms. And she's also writing her own book. She said it will be a masterpiece. Well, she's, she, have you seen her makeup? Yes, I have seen her makeup. It's a masterpiece. I mean her, the way she does it. So that, so. She has unwavering belief in herself. Well, so does Tara. Did you pick that up on Tara? Tara 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 is is confident. She is 100% confident. And she's got it on stage. I don't think she needs a uh, a mentor. I think she just goes out there and starts um uh i think she'll sell her book by be doing her stand-up she's got great stories uh and of course lisa as you and i know sending her sending her out for stand-up is going to be uh it's it's going to be a challenge um you know just sitting at the table with all the guy stand-ups for her to get on stage, it's not going to be easy. You know, funnily enough, I just uh, wrote a book review about a book that's coming out now uh, about the history of pioneering women stand-up comics. Oh. Oh. And um, what's the name of it? What's the the name of it? The book is called In on the Joke. It's written by a fellow called Sean Levy. And it's about Jackie Moms, Mabley, oh, and someone called someone called Jean Carroll, not yeah. Jean Carroll, and some and Toadie Fields and Joan oh. Rivers and Elaine May and Minnie Pearl and other women, Sophie Tucker and other women that I'd never heard of who were considered too dirty to, to right. they were they were literally uh, arrested for obscenity by double entendres and stuff. But, you know, it has never been easy for women uh, in that arena. And, you know, you're still dealing with a country that doesn't like women. Uh, I can just leave on the most provocative note possible. But I think, you know, even brilliant men like Christopher Hitchens didn't think women were funny. I remember. And um, I think it's it's very much like uh, Ginger Rogers. Yeah, it's harder to be anything as a woman, backward in heels and right. so on. So, but we think wish- Tara, who has loads of confidence, and she's got a Lisa. She's got a great haircut. She's got a very cute and fashionable wardrobe. She paced the stage. She paced her delivery. She was only telling a story about Dave Grohl. 
you know, who I, right. I'm, I'm not excited about that, but I, I, I was, uh, into it and I think she's, uh, she's got this book and I think she can, uh, I think she can roll this whole thing in stardust and sell her book. Well, I think that's fantastic. And I'll tell you something else. You know, humor, you used to write on SNL. Right. You're hilarious. The reason you were the most popular advice columnist is because you're also the bodiest and the funniest and the fastest. And um, I'm especially fast. I'm especially fast when I don't have a mic. Well, then I I had the best. I had the best of the the top of the show was genius. And you all missed it. You missed it. It's all our fault. Yeah, you, it's really. all our fault. Right. But, but anyway, I think Tara, who, uh, as some of your listeners have pointed out, has a really excellent voice. Yes. Just go out there, um, give her friends her manuscript, ask for honest right. feedback, and, right. and take it from there. And Lisa? Spend the summer going on the road, you know. Oh, man. Lisa, I'm... I. I'm just tickled to talk to you. I just, you know, I this is miss just... your debut. What? Are you nuts? <laughs> this is wonderful. All right. Shall we bring Tara back on or should we I think go it's to the time. end of the show? I, I think, think we'll it's go... time for Tara. I think Congratulations I... on your great show, Eugene. And Thank I you, wish you Lisa. all the success in the world. Thank you, Lisa. Love you. Bye. Love you. Wow. Yeah, that was Lisa Birnbach, Wow, and all of that. And what's really, there's so much of what she said I want to respond to. But what's really funny is that the book that she's reviewing about the female comedians, I know the guy, Sean Levy is a friend of mine. He lives what? here in Portland. What? He lives here. He write, He's written a bunch of books. He wrote what? a book about the Chateau Marmont. He's a great writer. And he's not the Sean Levy, who is the movie director. They right. spell their names the same, but here's a small world. I know the Sean Levy in Portland, and I went to acting camp in the 80s with the Sean Levy, who's the director. How about that? Get the hell out of here. No, no. I There's no so idea. much. There's so much I here no that I have the, I mean, I'm like a walking memoir of weird stories and weird connections, and I know this person, and I know that person. Right. It's like so, Tara, six you degrees. Know, you know what this means. This means you're aimed, you're aimed to take off. You understand what's happening. Now, now, can I just tell you, can we just wrap up with this very tiny bit of Tara advice? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. You right now and everybody listening, you're traveling at 67 miles per hour right now on this little rock that's going around the sun. So when people think, when you think when people think that you're stuck, you're not stuck. You're going 67 miles an hour. And the speed at which the sun and the earth are traveling through the galaxy. Tara, how fast do you think it is? Really super fast. And I'm bad at math. So I'll just let you tell me what the answer is. 500,000 miles an hour. You are traveling at 500,000 miles per hour. So it's, it's amazing that you think you're stuck. And how fast do you think the Milky Way is traveling well, through the universe? E- even faster. One million <laughs> miles an hour you are traveling at what you're going around the sun at 67 miles an hour the sun is traveling at 500,000 miles an hour and the sun and us and the milky way is traveling through the universe at a million miles an hour we are traveling so fast so you've got to get up on stage girl and I have a feeling, I have a very, very warm feeling, Tara, that it's uh, the universe is 
I don't believe in the bullshit about the universe was smiling on you or any of that bullshit. I -hmm. think that if you get up on stage, you're going to get it done. That's it. I really do. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for giving me this space on your very first podcast that we could hear. The first part. And then I got to talk to Lisa and Mazel Tov on the wedding, Lisa, by the way. Thank you. A blessing on your head, Mazel Tov. Um, And and I'll see everybody next week. And get some babka between now and then. Treat yourself to some babka. Thank you. Thank you. Adios. Ask G. Ask G. And that's that's it, doodle bangers, for our first historic live sort of, I don't know, with a mic, without a mic, live Ask Eugene podcast. It will be probably on Apple or Spotify tomorrow. Uh, download the app, call in, social pod. It's cl- if you want to download the app so you can call in, uh, it's uh, call in social podcasting. And call me next week when we meet again uh, on Wednesday at 7 p.m. live. And now I am about to play the greatest theme song since Jaws. The music is by Los Caterpillars, Greg Talenfeld, and Melanie Rock, with the incidentals by Little Red Church. The show art that you see on Colin is by the Rembrandt of his generation, Silent James. Ask Eugene is produced by, are you kidding? <laughs> the dog, who is quiet during this whole podcast, is played by Guffington Von Fluke. The cat is played by Vagina T. Fireball. Please email us with questions. I don't know why I'm saying us. It's me in this little podcast cabin. Email us at yeah, me at egene, e.gene, at askegene.com. Or, listen, uh, send me a juicy uh, voicemail, which I can play on the show, at 845 845- Six eight two zero eight eight one. Send me a voicemail. Eight four five six eight two zero eight eight one. And remember what I always say, honey. Fate loves the fearless. And now the full theme song. Call her on the phone Call her on the phone When you're all alone Just ask Eugene Call her on the phone Don't sit there all alone If you need to pick up bone Booby, ask Eugene your shit.